Now, I know you don't really listen to much music, Justin. And by much, I mean really any at all. No. Um, but no. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a music head, you know. You're a a uh, radio I, head? That, that could be a good name of a okay. band. <laughs> okay, Justin. Now, see, you're making some sense. Okay, yeah. I've got this song I've been working on where I'm like, I'm a creep. Uh, I, I watched a video recently of some guy explaining why white people love that song, and it's just because it's like, I've never really had anything to make me feel like I'm really that weird or different. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was <laughs> I was it, like, oh, okay. Was it, in fact, a white guy who was making that video? It was not. Um, it, it was a, a, a black man on a radio show. Okay, okay, um, yeah, yeah. And everyone was losing their shit. Oh, I'm, sure, were I'm sure. They were having a very good time. <laughs> yeah. Um and I thought it was hysterical. Anyway, um, as, so I just I have a question for you, and and uh, I am I am a big fan of the band Blink One Eighty Two, and uh, there's been some big Blink news this week, and I just have a question. Don't look anything up. My question for you, Justin, is. What can you tell me about the band Blink-182? This is, by the way, like, just for reference, so, so you know, Justin, maybe one of the most famous rock bands of the of the 2000s. I, I don't think I could name a single song by them. And Not I, a single song. No, but, like, I've, I'm sure I've heard them. But, like, yeah. this might sound blasphemous, but, like, if you gave me a song and if it was, like, a Maroon 5 song, but, like, Adam <laughs> Levine wasn't going off in it, I might yeah. think that would be Blink-182. <laughs> And like, okay. and not even unironically, like you give me like some, some Nickelback, like the not known stuff. I might yeah. get confused and think that would be Blink 182. Wow. Okay. It's, it's just, you know, yeah. Okay. Go it's on. to the point when a Beatles song is playing in my house and I acknowledge that, is this the Beatles? My wife is super proud of me. Like she will, she will just be the proudest little thing for me. Well, and that's wild. Cause like the Beatles specifically, they're like, not only do they have like, a thousand like number one hits that like are instantly yeah. iconic and recognizable, but yeah. like they're pretty distinct sounding too. Where it's uh, yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, like a, I feel like, like a even sound. if it's not even if it's not one of their like huge big ones, yeah. I, I feel like you could uh, pretty easily go like eh, this, is the, this is definitely the Beatles. Yeah, um, but, and it's still, who's your favorite Beatle? Um, it would definitely be um, Paul McCartney. Do you know all the Beatles? Can you name them all? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay, but. there's the one. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be able to get one. Um, but it's John Lennon, Paul McCarthy, Paul McCarthy, Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Ringo Starr and yeah. like Judd or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you're not that far off. Is it's um, George Harrison? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I think I think uh, most most Beatles fans would also accept the name Pete Best, which okay, that's like uh, a- it was he was in the band and he left before they blew up because he was. Ba- I think he said like they're never gonna make it oh, or something like that. I got yeah. his face. <laughs> it's rough to be Mr. Pete Best, I imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's not the yeah, best. So- no, no, but it is the beat. <laughs> Which, by the way, people have been like, do you ever hear the phrase like this doesn't come up that often, but when it does, like it hits me in a very specific place. Do you ever hear the people when people use the phrase like it petered out? Oh yeah, yeah. I like always like we'll stop them and be like, what do you what do you mean by that? You should you should just like start a thing that whenever you leave, you're like petered out and then just leave to take back the to, phrase take it back i've been trying to reclaim it and yeah. so when people ask me like what'd you do this week i'm like oh, peter down you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was the stupidest thing i've ever said <laughs> on record on record <laughs> it's hitbox what you the fuck you
going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number 161. My name is Peter, Peter it out, Hunt Spitzak. Joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host, Justin Makovich. Justin, how's it going? It's a, it's a, it's a Monday night. We're, we're feeling a little loose, to be honest with you. I know, I know. There's, let me tell you, home ownership, oh, I can't even speak English. Home yeah. ownership ain't what it's cracked out to be. Um, so I, I woke up, had a nice like plan on Sunday of what I was going to do. Start to put my laundry in the laundry machine and run a load. Start doing a couple other little chores. Go back to the laundry machine. Take out my my dress shirts and I saw my white shirt had all this like crud on it. And I was like, Why is there crud on my dress shirt? Why is there crud on it? And I look in the bottom of the washing machine and there was crud all in the bottom of the washing machine. And I'm like, This is gross. Um, so then it the whole day was me trying to fix my washing machine because allegedly it needs to be cleaned somehow. So I was doing all that like baking soda and vinegar in it trying to clean it it's a fun chemical reaction have you ever done that just for fun um i've done like the volcano when i was a yeah but a, but a child yeah so um, it's like that except you're cleaning with it so i guess it's not as fun as a volcano but i was doing that and doing all this other stuff and i just couldn't it kept dirt kept coming out of this washing machine um so i found a youtube video today and i need um a hose in about an hour and i think i can fix it at this point but I don't know, like, the proper, like, hose etiquette in a neighborhood. Like, if I just pull out a hose and start blasting it at, like, 11 o'clock at night, is that, like, not cool for your neighbors? A hose, I think you're okay. Because, like, it's, like, not loud, right? I mean, it could be. Like, you know, if you get the stream going enough. <laughs> I guess so. I guess you know? also, like, are you going to hose down your house? Then, yeah, I would say probably don't. Well, no, no, but, ho- like- but hose down a washing machine drum. And they call it a drum for a reason because it's, it's shaped like a drum. Yeah, it's big. So yeah, and it makes big. these, like, sounds when, when the water's hitting it. I'm sure it'd be pretty loud. What time do you say? Like, 9 o'clock? I think you could do it until, t- I think, until 10 o'clock. And so, then I think, and that's why I thought in my condo I wouldn't vacuum past ten. Like anything yeah. past ten, it was quiet time in my head. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm in a house and I still have a, a quiet time. But you, I guess you really don't need it, do you? But my neighbors, I guess that's true. Yeah. Also, I got a mow at one point. I bought a lawnmower yesterday, but then I couldn't mow because of the washing machine issue. I couldn't yeah. get past that. So, yeah. If this sounds like fun, buy a house. <laughs> I do actually really like. Mowing the lawn. I think it's very therapeutic. Um, um, if you need But some- also, I know your life and your schedule and, like, finding a single hour yeah. to do that, it's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Once, a, once a blue moon hey, for if, you, I think. If, if you want some therapy, uh, I will let my, my garage door code is yours. Um, you can go and you can you can mow. You might have to put together the lawnmower, but... Okay, is this is this a push mower? Is this a riding lawn mower? What it, what's the situation? It, it's here? a push mower. It's gas. Okay. I fought a long time yeah. if I was going to get the gas or the electric. Mm-hmm. The electric, it was like more money, and it only lasted fifty five minutes. And I think it's going to take me longer than fifty five minutes to do my yard. I have a pretty sure, big yard, sure. um, and uh, so I went with the gas one because apparently I hate the environment um, more so. My wallet hates. Yeah, but but like a gas lawnmower, like you got to fill that up like what once every two three uses, and even then it's not going to be as much as something like a car. I think I think you're going to be just fine. I think the environment's just going to be just fine with you with your little gas lawnmower. All right, all right. Um, more people should drive those around. Okay? Yeah. So I bought a Hummer lawnmower then. Oh, good. Yeah, it runs on <laughs> diesel and tears. <laughs> Well, Justin, I could talk uh, home ownership with you all night, and um, believe me, believe me, we can. But I think uh, people would be more interested if we got into the video game news. So here is a preview of what's coming up. Xbox 
has the biggest leak I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. Like, holy shit, guys. Whoa. Um, PlayStation is giving away free games, and Glenn Schofield is leaving Striking Distance Studios. We're going to talk about those three things and more. Before we do, I want to inform you that you can join us on Discord by clicking the link in the description of this episode. Um, it would be cool to see you in our little server. If you want to support us with your finances, you can become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll, like Dave Parker. Every single week, those deluxe podcast producers get an additional 30-minute bonus episode. Um, we crank those out. We've got, what, at least 60 of them at this point. I think more than that um, in, in the backlog. So if you're interested in that, just $3 a month gets you access to that entire feed. Um, and and I, I, I like to think that we we really bring it for those deluxe bonus episodes. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can find that again, that's patreon.com slash hitbox pod. If not, that's all good. Follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. pod uh, and make sure to rate this episode in your podcast player of choice. Justin, do you want to go to the Metacritic roundup? Let's do it. Metacritic roundup. So there are three games in the Metacritic Roundup this week, but uh, like we, we get loose, loosey goosey with the, the idea of a game in this, right? Like these are two DLCs in one game. So let's hit let's hit with these big DLCs first. Um, the first one up we have is for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, which launched alongside the 2.0 version of the game, um, which uh, to be entirely honest, like I, I remember like I booted up Cyberpunk, what, like last year or two years ago when they when they basically said like, OK, the game is fixed now. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what point that was or like what update that was. But when they basically said like the game is done, um, I, I booted that up. But uh, I'd be interested to check it out uh, now because it has scored an 88 on PS5 and 89 on Xbox Series X and an 89 on PC. Again, that is for the Phantom Liberty DLC. Justin, do these reviews uh, tell you anything? Did they make you want to hop back into the game? Um, I don't think they make me want to hop back in the game, but I feel like this is much more in line with where I saw that game when it came out. Because I really didn't have any major issues personally when this game came out. And I know that was like I was probably like one of the rare people um, to experience that kind of uh, game without having. Do you mean like when you say that? Do you mean like like the technical issues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think the only the only technical issues I would consistently get would be if I was like riding around in the open world and like load into a new zone. Once in a while, I'd get a crash. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like actually like playing the game and the story and stuff like that, I thought this was a pretty quality game. Um, and it reminded me a lot of, and this is ironic knowing games that are currently out. It reminded me a lot of like what I liked about Fallout 3 and Fallout yeah. 4. Um, but in like updated, actually fun controls, I thought a cool story compared to um, what those Fallout games and Bethesda games were. And I, I just saw this as being like a pretty good one of those games, albeit technical flaws that even though I didn't experience them, I knew they were there and I knew the game could have been better. And I know that was part of the dialogue of it. Um, and it just sounds like they made that game 
better even than that. Obviously, it runs better now, but like their upgrade tree is one of the big things in the game that they kind of changed. Um, and the, you know, obviously it doesn't crash every three seconds. And it's still one of the most beautiful looking games I've seen um, on a good rig. Um, I don't think my my computer would be able to handle it at max settings or even close to that personally. So it would look a lot like it did at launch, I'm sure, if I try to run it on my PC. But um, yeah, I think this is kind of like the... I don't want to say the the reboot period of it, but like I think this is like part of the definitive cyberpunk experience. And if you want, to, if you haven't tried cyberpunk for whatever reason, I think now would be the time to try it. I think that's the thing, right? Like, uh, I, I was maybe a little less hot on the game when it came out. Like, I, I thought it was fine, but I remember I remember not really liking um, the characters all that much. I mean, like. It, V specifically, I just remember being such a douchebag, like, and that was just such a big problem for me because it was like, play it however you want to play it. I was like, I guess, but like, this guy sucks, <laughs> like, like, and like, and that's supposed to be me. So it means I suck, you know. Um, but I like, I did like some of the twists that it that it had. Um, but I, I think you're totally right, right? Like that this is if you want to jump into this game, like now is the best time to do it. Um, it, it seems like this is a the completed vision of what they wanted this game to be, which is always what you want to see. You know what I mean? Because like, obviously, the version that they launched was not it. It was it was not the finished finalized product that they wanted. Um, and and you know we've talked about that for two years at this point. Um, it, it's interesting your comparison to like Fallout. Uh, actually, like. We'll get into this in a little bit, but like I, I've not been loving my time with Starfield and I had I was doing some work on cyberpunk stuff this week and I was kind of like, damn, should I play cyberpunk? <laughs> like, should I just do another full sort of play through that and get, you know, do the DLC and stuff? Because I, I mean, the DLC stuff looks great. Um, I think I'm not going to do that because I have got to play some other stuff, you know, is this a big um, year in games or something? Yeah, you know, no one's really there's like not a lot of releases, but the ones that are out, like I do have to They're play, okay. you know. Yeah. Um I did consider just starting up Baldur's Gate, but I was like I need to be in the right headspace I need to be able time. To like, I need time. Yeah, that, that, and I need like to like devote my attention to this. This can't be like a 1 hour sort of like thing to start up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um But yeah, no, like like to be honest with you, the fact that this is reviewing so well, the fact that this game seems to be um really soaring now that it's it's finally gotten off the ground uh it does interest me in, in in potentially wanting to go back especially since it has been optimized for xbox series x and ps5 um oh that's what that's when i played it when oh, they finally when it, did when the it, yeah the optimization for it yeah yeah um <laughs> did you ever go back to that uh old xbox one version um it was i i think that game came out like the week before i got my xbox series x if you remember yeah and i remember playing that and like i showed it to my mom because she was like because because it was such a big story that she heard about it do you know what i mean and she was sort of asking me about it and i was like oh here's some footage i captured of me getting in a car crash the game freezes and then everything's just fine <laughs> like because i think the game just decided no it's all good no it, no it was fine he didn't hit you um yeah, so so I will um if I ever dip back into this game, now, I'll let you know. I, I, I don't wanna I, I usually I'm Mr. Like corporate apologist here, but I feel and I and I know people work on this and I don't wanna like put blame and anger towards people, but like did did we learn a lesson from this game? Nope. And absolutely not. And I think to me that's the biggest the biggest issue with this whole game is that that launch 
was so mishandled and so predatory on consumers. And the fact that the game is good enough to persevere through that and people still play it and talk about it and it's a good game. Like, don't get me wrong. I I want games to be good. It just feels like I don't know if CD Projekt Red is going to take away the right lessons from this in the future. Um, Because look at them. They're making money hand over fist. They made money hand over fist on a shitty game that didn't run. I think that's the thing, right, is is like the reason this game succeeded and is able to succeed like this and was able to just like bottom out before it even got out was because there was so much money behind it. And and I, I really don't think that there are a lot of other games or devs or publishers even that would be able to put something out as broken and busted as Cyberpunk was and be able to be given the opportunity to try and turn it around like this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and it's, you know, I, I don't think that this was done because they really wanted to make the game good. You know, I, I think it was done because they're like, well, this is making us a lot of money. And if we keep making it better, it will be worth even more money. And then now like the Phantom Liberty DLC, like obviously this is, you have to pay for that, you know? Um, so they, they had done two years of free updates of just like trying to fix it. But like, I think they knew in the long run, like where you've already made the money back. I mean, it was like what, two days after the game came out that it was like, we made all the money back. Yep. Um, uh, which, by the way, I got suggested in my YouTube com- uh, uh, recommended videos. Cyberpunk announcement trailer 10 years ago. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Does that mean we're old? I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school, <laughs> um, which it's it just it like, yes. And, and I agree with you. Um, and I, I don't necessarily maybe think that the way cyberpunk this the narrative of, of the cyberpunk story, the development story, I do not think should be seen as, as maybe a win again, like what we said, what you said, like, obviously I'm happy for the people who get to work on the game who are do, who are passionate about it. But I think the corporate side of it, um, (laughs) maybe there's a lesson in cyberpunk, the video game that those people could learn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like as, as they played it. Right. Oh, they're just like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. Um, looks fine. Do you see, I was going to make a joke about like Elon Musk, but like, did you see that he just showed up with a gun and said that he wanted to be in the game? And so they were like, um, okay, you have a gun, so get yeah. The, get out. <laughs> they, they, they put him in. He's in the fucking first two seconds of the Corpo life path. Well, you know what that means? That means that there is a character model of Elon Musk in the game, so modders. Oh. You know yeah. you know what to do. We, we know what to do. Yeah. yeah. Put, him, put him in a big um, onesie and make him suck on a pacifier. It's very, very punk to have the richest man in the world in your video game. <laughs> I think he, I think he's number two. But um, anyway, uh, the next thing here is another piece of DLC. And this is for Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways. This is the um, DLC that has Ada Wong and I believe Wesker in it as well. This is um, just an expansion for uh, RE4. Uh, it scored... Uh, an 88 on the PS5 and is unscored on the Xbox Series X, the PS4, and PC. Uh, Justin, all signs point to this being a solid expansion for Resident Evil 4 Remake. My brother texted me asking me if I had played this, and I was like, nope. And he, I was like, have you? And he's like, yep, it's more of that. Oh, okay. it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun, but more of that. Um, um, do you have any interest in this? How long and how much is the game? Um... What do you mean? How much? Like, oh, like cost? Yeah, yeah, cost. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what is that question? How much does it cost um, you, like, to do this? Like, alright, four separate ways. Because I, I think that that's pa- that's part of of the of the calculus for me, um, and I'm sure they'll be coming out with some sort of 
game of the so year it's about edition. Three and a half to four hours. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I will need to do this. I mean, I, I'm not. I I am not the biggest Resident Evil fan, specifically Resident Evil Four fan out there. Um, and I am actually surprised this did well. Um, because uh, as much as I love Resident Evil Village, that DLC was a bit of a disappointment. The uh, Winters, whatever it was that came out. Oh, yeah. Did you play that? Uh, I did not. But like just critically, it was like kind of just like, yeah, eh, you know. Um, and like I, I, I just never expect DLCs to be good. Um, and the fact that this one is scoring well, I think part of it's because it's Resident Evil 4. People love that game. People love to play it more. Did you see any of the, the uh, laser death scenes? No. Are they in this? So they, uh, I don't know what they did in the original, so you can correct me here, but uh, Ada is like going through the laser things that come at Leon, and there's a couple of like really gruesome deaths of her, like right Get before, up. right before the cubing happens. Like one no. happens when it like goes through her head, but then they cut down, and then you just see her legs like, like kind of walk backwards and a head fall down, and then it cuts to de- death. The other one, she's like standing there, and like it like goes through her face, and you just see the face start to like slide a little bit, and then it goes to death. It's like really cool, like gross, like uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Let's character see death stuff. I'm not going to show this for the for the video listeners. No, no, I think that's that's probably wise. Um, uh, yeah. By the way, nine dollars or ten dollars oh, for, for this DLC. So, okay. so that's like not terrible. Oh my god, what? Capcom, uh, whoa! Capcom, when did you start? That's like a price, like for a three-hour DLC to a game that, if I loved, that's an easy purchase for me. Yes, yes. Fifteen, uh, I'm like, Ew. yeah, right. Fifteen but is 10? when it starts to get a little rough. Um, okay. Yeah, there's the one that with it, when it goes through her face. That's a classic. That's in the RE movie. Ooh, like the original, like Resident Evil movie. Nice. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, and t- like ten dollars is easy easy to pay for this. Um, uh, I might, I won't, <laughs> but like I, I want, I, like I would, but I won't. If let me say this, if I were a regular guy, and like got to pull, can you imagine playing video games just for fun? Can you imagine having time to play video games, man? That's what I'm saying. What's that like? Um, if I were playing video games just for fun, I probably would pay nine dollars for this. Yeah, because um, again, three and a half hours is is. A, a pretty easy um buy for for a, a game I, I liked quite a bit but um oh yeah and then here's the one of her with her legs and getting all chopped up to bits and her head falls off anyway it's pretty cool um, pretty cool if you're, if you're into that yeah so so there you go i um in the in the remake was there lasers that leon jumped through I don't remember. I don't think so, which is surprising because that's such an iconic part of that game. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting they gave it to Ada to do there, but I will say though, in, in the separate ways stuff that like the powers that you get seem to be kind of cool. Not powers, but like you get like a crossbow with exploding bolts. You get like a grapple gun. The, you know how she's got like that like grapple hook gun. Yeah, you could get that, and you can use it to um, like close the distance between yourself and an enemy, or like rip their shields out of their hands. Oh, just like Liza P. Actually, just like Liza P. Yeah. Have um, you played it? Oh, no, no, I haven't. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like dude, was that a little no, no, no. look into what's what going to talk about? Also, whenever I hear separate ways, I think it's like a DLC for um, The Last of Us. I was going to say, doesn't that sound <laughs> like, it sounds like a Last of Us type of title? What am I thinking of? Like Left Behind? I, I guess, guess separate ways. It just is like one yeah. of those. Yeah. Video game names. Next up in the Metacritic roundup is Payday 3. Oh, it's um, a good one. Payday 2 is like beloved. Uh, 
Payday 3 did not launch particularly well. On PC, it scored a 70. On Xbox Series X, a 71. On PS5, a 75. Or, sorry, a 70. Excuse me. On PS5, a 70. Um, it scored... Like, like, those aren't, like, horrific scores, but I think it really starts to come together, like, the, the full picture of this and the user scores. Um, a lot of people paid extra for the uh, pre-release access to it, where you get, like, three full days to play it before everyone else. Um, and the servers were down basically the whole time. And it's one of those things where like, do you refund people those money, that money? I, I don't know if they are, I don't know what their, the situation with that, um, is, but a, a lot of fans who are longtime, um, payday people, uh, seem to be pretty unhappy with this. And, you know, we've talked about how like user reviews on something like Metacritic usually are pretty terrible. Cause it'll just be like, there's a woman in this game. <laughs> what? You know, whereas like, a lot of the user reviews for a game like this, which has such a strong and, and pronounced community, like are having, do have like legitimate critiques about like, Hey, this is just payday two, or Hey, the matchmaking servers simply do not work. Um, so what do you think about this? Um, I mean, I, I think the, <laughs> this is proof that Sony's plan of having these kind of like, multi-people action games multiplayer things is not the way to go like i'm sure this game isn't great but i also don't know if people are are, are asking for games like this right now um necessarily i i don't know it, it just is like mo- another one of these games nothing new just another one well i think that's that's the big problem right is that like this game already exists and it's called payday 2 right Right. And and you already have like a huge, huge community. So like, you know, we looked at like what happened with like Overwatch and um like that game had a devoted, devout community, right? And if they're saying like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna um you know, do Overwatch two, then you should have enough there for there it to feel like a second sequel, to make, to you know make I mean? it worth it. Um and right, you know, and again, Overwatch two when they were talking about having more like single player and more campaign based missions, I think that makes sense to like have that be the start point, but you pull that out and you've just kind of like mixed up what the multiplayer is a little bit and you didn't change it. I mean, this game seems to be more or less that except it's like a broken version of payday two. Right. And it's like, who want, like who is that for? Who yeah. would want that? You know? Well, uh, Tabix one Oh one gave the game a zero and said, I loaded up the game and saw I had to make an account. Welp. I didn't want to play that bad. I guess I'll never know. <laughs> that's such a weird. I know that's the that's the <laughs> hill we're dying on in 2023 over here. I gotta right. make an account. I'm not playing anything. Have you seen like <laughs> Keanu Reeves said this? Where he's like, I'm not gonna argue with anyone about anything. <laughs> if you think two, if you think two plus two is five, I say good for you. You're right. Okay, great, <laughs> so you man. know what? If this guy's if this guy sees, I gotta make an account. I'm out. Nope. Sure, man. Yeah, Listen, yeah. whatever your truth is, I want you to. Live I'm gonna it. go back to playing Game Pass. Is this on Game Pass? Question mark. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. Um, no, I don't think it is. No. Something came out on Game Pass that I was like, oh, I'll never, never try this. <laughs> Uh, um anyway uh yeah so that is what is going on in the metacritic roundup justin i mentioned wanting to talk about starfield uh and i've i've played a little bit more i haven't had like a ton of time for games this week um but i did have have a little bit of time this weekend and like so i played probably about two more hours of starfield uh Uh, wait one sec payday Payday three is in fact on game pass oh it is okay well i still probably won't try it (laughs) uh I, i did not like the second one very much um, but maybe I just didn't 
I, I played it with my Apex friends, and like we didn't know what we were getting into, really. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, but Starfield is on Game Pass as well. And, like, I played for an hour. I turned it off. I played for another hour later the next day. I turned it off. Like, I can't do this game. I think it's really boring. I think it's really boring. I think it's it's really, like, overburdened with its menus. Like, I think I'm really disappointed in Starfield, man. Um, Have you had the chance to play it any, anymore? I, I, I honestly think it's one of those situations where... Everything I've seen looks cool from like end game stuff when people are playing it, um, you know, from like some of the high level base building to uh, farming of stuff to making ships and stuff like that. But it seems like such an investment to get there. And you're right. It's fucking boring. Peter, there's a museum in this game, like a museum that you have to walk through to understand some of the backstory. Like, it's, I don't know if it's a rec- have you been to the museum? Is this where they say, like, if you want to check out more of the history of, yeah. of Constellation, go here? Yeah, yeah I didn't. I, I said that sounds like it's for nerds. And Well, excuse me. <laughs> I've currently, you know, started playing the game three times and kept stopping in the middle after a couple of exhibits. And, like, it's all interesting, I guess, sort of. But, like, it is just such, like, a lore dump in a weird way. It doesn't quite feel like you're in the middle of a big conflict or that you're part of this world that's been developing. It just feels like you're in this barren, weird world where people are popping up and they're throwing all this story at you. And I don't feel like I'm a part of it. I don't feel like I've walked into something. And I think that, to me, is one of the best parts about both Skyrim um, and the Fallout games for me. In Fallout 3 and 4, I literally felt like I was walking into something. You're discovering the world. Your character is discovering the world. You don't know any of this stuff. In Skyrim, you are discovering the whole, uh, you know, dragonborn situation thing going on. Your character is learning about that. You're learning about this, the, the place that you were kind of like brought to. You just feel like you're learning about this place. And this place, it's like you've been living here the whole time. And all of a sudden you get this like weird thing happening and you're kind of already there. But like, it's just not grabbing me in a way that is, I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's just me. I don't think it's you. I just don't think it's grabbing as a story to begin with with anything and and i think we talked about this too right like we we might have mentioned this i I think we did if not i apologize but like the the game is not about the right thing for what the story is you know what i mean the the whole time like you get there and they're like we're we're explorers and we want to like we're here to like chart space and we're here to like explore space and then it's like and here's your first mission go murder 30 men. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I get like, okay, it's a bit, it's a Bethesda game. And like, you guys want to have shooting and action in it. Um, but like then they make the story different and you can make the story more exciting. You know what I mean? But it, like for me, it, like the, the actual like game, like the gunplay and stuff like that, it feels pretty good for the most part. I found some weapons that I like and, and like, I have fun with that. But then anytime it's like, and now come back and we're going to talk about this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you guys suck. Like you guys suck so bad. Um, I got to basically, I did a, a handful of side stuff, side missions, and then I did the first big main combat mission. Um, and I went back to Constellation, and then they were like, okay, there's like three different places you can go now. You go ahead and choose. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I won't. Um, yeah, it's it just it's just not particularly interesting. And then, like, you mentioned this even, uh, like, on the first time that you played it, where, like, you didn't go straight to that ship when, when the guy gives you the ship, and he's like, go ahead and, and take my, my ship you went elsewhere and there was just nothing to see in, in any direction. And like you land on these planets and there's nothing like there is literally nothing. 
there's like two outposts that you can walk to in, in any like the random planets. Once you get there, there might be some people, but they're, they're not really up to much usually. And then between that and the other outpost that's that's on the planet, there's literally nothing. Um, I watched I watched a video that was sort of talking about the design philosophy of The Witcher Three, and the forty five second rule that CD Projekt Red used for it, where basically it was like, in between any point of interest, you should be forty five seconds of travel away from anything that will be interesting to to look at. Um, or, or to do or interact with or whatever right and it's not to say like it's all going to be main quest stuff but it'll be like oh here's like a mini game or oh here's you know a town or here's a shop or here's a, a small side quest or here's like a monster den or whatever right mm-hmm. and this game doesn't have that this game is like you have three to five minutes between things of interest you know what i mean yeah um I, and then even then when it, you are interacting with things it's just like open the menu open the menu open the menu you know it's um I would say, like, with what you're talking about, the uh, Breath of the Wild idea, the triangle design, that wherever you are, you should be able to see, like, like I believe it was, like, looking, like, up to get over that mountain to see something or up mm-hmm. in the sky or down this hill. Like, wherever you go, like, they use triangles as their, like, basic design shape. So there's always something to go to. But, like, when you don't have that, like, drive for exploration or seeing something for a game that's about space exploration, that's weird. I mean, it's like yeah. in the game, you see a planet and it's out in the distance. You might want to go see that, but it's not like you're going to have these like weird planets happening. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe there is like some weird gravity planet out there that you're interested in going to. But I, I don't know. I, I just. But even then you see a planet out in the distance. and You're like, oh, I want to go there. You're not going to fly there. No, you're going to press the button and go. Yeah, you're going to press the button to open the map and then you hold on X and then you get fast traveled there, you know, and it's like so unseamless. It's so like, it's so rocky. Or even if you try, have you like, you tried to back out of the menu, you have to hit B and then B and then B and then B well, and then even, you have to hold B and then you have to hit B again. Like to get, even out to get of, to the pause menu is like, you got to like press the start button twice in the menu. And it's yes. just like this weird, weird game of like playing with Microsoft folders. And you're like, just going through and like, try to find out where you've stored everything in these folders yeah um so I, I don't know like i'm I'm pretty let down by this game which like it is sad because i like i was so excited for this you know so i don't this might be mild spoilers for starfield go right ahead so Justin. i'm just warning you all have you heard about the powers in the game i've heard that you get powers eventually yes so i think that might be part of the draw of the game to a certain degree about getting these powers and then using them in combat to do things that will make life more interesting uh, as you're playing the game. Um, uh, From what I hear, there's a lot that has to do with shifting gravity and oxygen and all this stuff around you and like interesting and cool ways to kind of interact with the world and not only fights, but like just like survival for surviving longer. Maybe that would be enough to make things more interesting other than just like the kind of like average gunplay. But I don't know. I, I I still want to give this game a chance. And I feel like I'm not giving it a fair chance because the reason I haven't started playing Baldur's Gate is because I know I'm not going to have time to just jump in and focus on this game, that yeah. game. And I feel like I really didn't have the time to jump in and focus on Starfield. And I'm only playing it 30 to 40 minutes tops at a time. And I don't think I'm getting invested in it in the way that I should, which takes me back to my initial quandary about should i have bought it that one weekend for the early access and i really feel like i should have 
for this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Just to like actually like just the to time actually to like have yeah. like the the fourteen fifteen hours I put into Diablo four that weekend was was well spent. I enjoyed beating that game, but if I would have put fourteen hours straight in one weekend into this game, I think I would at least be to a point where I'm propelled forward to want to play it a little bit. But yeah. shame on a game for not grabbing you in five hours but th- and that's the thing right like i've given this game in my opinion more shots than i would give something else yes exactly if, if, with how i'm feeling about it like i've given it more than than i would for something else um but so you know i've been playing it bored and i turn it off after 45 to 60 minutes and oh boy i'm booting up liza p oh liza p are you getting really really good Interesting. Interesting, Liza P. Did you start? Getting good? I really liked it when, like, the first, like, 10 hours. Now I'm about 20 to 30 hours in. And Liza P, are you, excuse me, are you just getting better as it goes? Oh, okay. So you said you played it about, when we first talked about it, you played it for about, what, 20 hours? Like 10 to 15. 10 to 15. Okay, so you played about 10 to 15 hours, and you were kind of sitting in that spot where you're like, all right, I think I'm nearing the end, but, like, you actually weren't, right? That is correct. So why is the game getting better at this point of it? Uh, enemy variety has uh, changed up a fair amount to the point where, like, the first few hours of the game, it's pretty much just the same puppets that you're going to be fighting over and over again with a little bit of variety. Kermit, here and there. Elmo. Yeah, yeah, Big Bird, and that's a kind of costume. Damn it. <laughs> well, is it, uh, aren't they all just guys in costumes? It's just costumes that only fit their hands. Damn, Justin. Dang, you're out here spitting straight facts. <laughs> um, yeah, but the enemies, the enemy of varieties is, uh, has added a new level of things to it. Um, I have uh, gained a new appreciation for the weapons that are in it and, and matching, mixing and matching things a little bit more. Um, I found that the boss weapons that you get from killing bosses are so sick. Um, and so I've been having a lot of fun with those. Um, the bosses themselves have just been getting even better, um, more challenging for sure. Um, but I have a hard time letting a game beat me nowadays. You know, like I used to be okay with just like saying like, Nope, Sakura, I'm done. And I don't have that anymore. Like for whatever reason I have to like, if I'm not going to be able to beat something, I want to be able to like overcome it. Mm. Um, so like that's getting better. The level design is is getting more interesting. And then also something I was not expecting is that the story has gotten um, significantly more interesting. I'm not super familiar with Pinocchio as like the fairy tale. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. Uh, so like I can't really like I don't know what happens. I know the whole thing about like he wants to be a real boy and he becomes a real boy I'm or something like that. I'm a real boy. Oh boy. Sure. But like I, like, I don't it's know Mickey. like where that goes. That, that did sound like Mickey Mouse to me, it but did. also I've never seen Pinocchio. So I don't know. Yeah. Does he um, even talk? I don't think I could even give you an accurate idea of what his voice is like. I've seen the clip of Pauly Shore playing Pinocchio where he goes, father, why won't you let me go out into the world? Have you seen this? No. It's fucking so funny. <laughs> it's been on Twitter for the longest time. Um, but uh, uh, like the story has gotten quite interesting to the point where like I'm kind of like hooked and I want to see where it goes. Um, there's like some intrigue going on and some mystery. And then also uh, I got a message from the managing editor at the website I work for. And he said, let me see this. What exactly did he say? Um, he was like, did you beat lies of P? And I was like, no. 
And he said, okay, the PR company tipped me off about something and I'm wondering if there's something there. And basically there was an email up to him saying like, you know, I haven't seen any journalists reporting about the ending of the game, like the, like the end credits scene. And I was like, oh, what's that? And he's like, yeah, but nobody on the team has beaten it. So I just went to YouTube and I was like, I don't care. Um, so I know what the, like the, the very, very end of this game is. And I'm intrigued as hell, man. Do you turn into a real boy? Can I tell you about this game? Because I imagine you're not going to play it. And even if you do, are you in it for the story? I, you know so what I mean? I, I think at this point, if we're going to talk like deep end game spoilers for that, we can bring it to maybe the end of the episode or maybe even go into like like bonus territory. Okay. I don't want to necessarily bring that up now. But is it the story, though, is engaging? It makes me very excited to see what they have planned next. OK, liar of peas. The lies of P. Is that what it's going to be called? Oh, it's a you, sequel. They have a title no, already. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'd be like, damn, it's just like, you know, boys. Like, there's like Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad. Uh, two no. lies, two P. No, they're they're going to go Lords of the Fallen Round. Just call it Lies of P. <laughs> Again, yes. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's on Game Pass. Go play it. Uh, it's actually very, very, very good, uh, and I'm I'm liking it quite a bit. Justin, you want to talk about the news? Let's talk about the news. <laughs> All right. All right, Justin, I'm taking my gamer hat off and I'm putting my journalist hat on because there is um, some news from Xbox slash Microsoft slash the FTC. Um, They have had just about, as I said in the beginning of this episode, just about like the biggest leak I've ever seen um, for just about anything. Have you, Um, you, you I mean, you've seen my dog, right? You know why he wears a diaper, right? Oh, I've seen I've seen some of the um, the puddles that the little boy can leave. Yeah, uh, and, pretty and big. this far exceeds this. Oh, yes. damn, damn. Um, so basically, a lot of information has leaked uh, from Microsoft and Xbox uh, that it is very clear was not necessarily meant to be seen by the public. At least, not all of it. Um, there has been some debate as to whether or not um, it was intentionally leaked. Uh, that's the sort of thing that to me always makes me like raise my eyebrow and think like this is just like people just saying things because they can and they're going to get retweets on Twitter. Um, But there is actually some credibility to this because um, Microsoft said that the FTC leaked the documents. um, But the court says that uh, Microsoft leaked the documents themselves. Um, So it's unclear as to why they would do that other than to, I guess, just get people to see what is maybe on the horizon for the company. But um, I'm just going to like go through some of these um, some of these headlines, if that's cool with you. And and we can talk about things um, Um, just really quick. When were these when were these leaks um, announced? So this was September 19th, which was last Tuesday. So it was was the day after we recorded, if you remember. And I was like, fuck. Okay, so yeah, literally. Um, so this is just kind of like some, some quick context about just what this leak meant for Microsoft. So first of all, Microsoft stock has been exceptionally high, um, since, uh, December. It's been steadily raising quite significantly, obviously with the merger thing going through. Um, but when the announcement happened, um, after the peak of the Starfield launch and that success, it did kind of take a dip, not close to what it was before the acquisition, um, officially got through, but this did impact by about $10, um, a share for Hmm. Microsoft owners when this leak happened, which I find to be a significant drop, albeit it's 
trending back up and they're still doing quite well as a company. Microsoft is not in a problematic space. But I just think that's an interesting side of the industry that these leaks, whether you say Microsoft did this on purpose or not, this has real world implications for yeah. for um, the the money behind uh, Microsoft and everything. But just just a note about the the, the socks I thought was interesting. Yeah, that I think that's important context and, and interesting. Um, but uh, so I, I think one of the bigger things here among a bunch of big things is that um, the leaks show that there is a new Xbox Series X in the works uh, to be launching in 2024. Um, it is cylindrical. So it's like it's basically like the same design of the Xbox Series X with the vents on top and the bottom, it looks like. Um, but instead of being a, a square, it is a cylinder. I, it looks, in my opinion, a little silly. It looks like an Alexa a little bit. Um, so like not my thing necessarily. But basically, um, it is just a refresh of the design. Um, we shipping with two terabytes of storage up from the one terabyte that the uh, the current one has. And um, there are some in, like updated internal specs. Um, none of it that seems to be like huge. Do you know what I mean? Like, like to me, it doesn't seem like it's the sort of thing that's like, oh, this is like the Xbox Series X Pro or whatever. Um, it, it's all like smaller things. So like uh, updated drivers, um, new like Wi-Fi 6E. I don't really know what that means. I'm assuming that that's just better Wi-Fi. Um, it's got more storage and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and then they're, they're also expecting this to be dropping at, uh, $500. Um, this is code name Brooklyn. Um, your initial thoughts are oops. on this are what? Oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I say oops because this is not going to be good for Microsoft this holiday season. Um, uh, that's fair. Yep. Like, Didn't even think about I, that. I, like, I think this to me says that Microsoft needs to immediately for the holiday season do, um, at least a hundred dollar price drop on the series X. Um, sure. if not, uh, I mean, a hundred is probably generous, but they got to do something big to start selling those units because, you know, we're saying this from being informed consumers. If you're an informed consumer, waiting is going to be the optimal thing to do if you want to get this. Um, because this is essentially the new, they, they call it the refresh here. It's essentially the new Xbox Series X. This is what's going to be the standard soon. So um, this to me says that this is an accident because I think this is going to impact sales because having a looming thing uh, come out there um, like this, I think is going to impact people wanting to buy it. Um, but that being said, most people on the holidays are not informed consumers, and I'm sure put a little shiny, like slightly reduced price on it, people will buy it without even caring. And it's not that much different, too. Plus, well, that's the thing. It's like there, there's, there's to me, this doesn't seem like to be a big enough update to really even like warrant a new thing. But go on, what are you saying? It's missing one thing that I know you're Dude, not it happy have a about. I know and, like, it, it's it happening, Peter. It's happening. Well, here's the problem though, because now I'm like, well, fuck, dude. All my games are physical. <laughs> like they're not all physical, but like. That's not good because, like, how will I play those games? You know, like, obviously, my Xbox Series X right now is fine. Like, it, it's the same thing. Um, because also, like, the, the little, like, pitch they have on this image here says, Brooklyn will deliver 4K Gen 9 console gaming with more internal storage, faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, a more immersive controller, which I want to talk about in a second, and a beautiful design that elevates the all-digital experience of the Xbox ecosystem. So, like, to me, none of that, it, like... I don't have a problem with the Wi-Fi on uh, on the current Xbox. Um, more internal storage is not an issue for me. 
uh, fat, uh, uh, reduced power also not really an issue for me. Like I turn my control, I count my consoles off when they're done. You know what I mean? Like I have them on the, the low, like the, the power saving stuff. So like, like I'm not worried about any of those things. The one thing that really does uh, tickle my fancy is the new controller codename uh, Sabil, which Sabine, Sabine Ren, Sabine, Sabine from Ahsoka. I've not watched the show. Is it good? Uh, yeah, but watch Rebels first, because first of all, Peter, look at I'm me. I'm not gonna. Rebels is amazing. Amazing. Justin, I'm, I, I'm not gonna it's watch am- it. It's amazing. Um, I won't. Why not? Like, it's so good. Um, I don't have time. <laughs> You're, you could do that without <laughs> holding your camera. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, the, yeah, go on, the Sabine Ren uh, controller. So the Sabeel is the new Xbox controller, uh, and, and it looks pretty cool. It's it's two toned. It's it's gray. It's like white and black. Uh, and I'm just gonna read you some of the some of the buzzwords here. Um, I, I think the, they're do to, to summarize this thing. So the world's best controller now playing on a screen near you. Um, ubiquity play anywhere. Xbox Wireless Two direct to cloud Bluetooth five point two. So this can be obviously hooked up to. Um, your Xbox hooked up to cloud gaming devices, uh, hooked up to, you know, wire, uh, Bluetooth devices, uh, seamless pair and switch, new mobile app features, see uh, pair devices and cloud, manage devices and accessories, immersion, feel the game, precision haptic feedback, VCA haptics, double as speakers, uh, accelerometer, and quieter buttons and thumbsticks. So you're going to feel this in a similar way that you're going to feel the... Um, the, the dual sense controller um, where you're going to have the, the triggers are going to feel a little bit different. The rumble is going to feel a little bit different. Um, the buttons, I guess, are going to be quieter, something I've never thought about. Uh, and then the accelerometer, I think, means that when you pick it up, it's going to turn on. Um, so you, you're not even going to have to deal with, you know, hitting the button to turn it on. Just like if you're picking this thing up, it's going to turn on. And if, if you're not touching it for a while, it'll turn off, but, which is how they already are right now. But, but does the fucking A button work? That's all I want. Does the A button work? Yeah, that's the thing is, is I've got that Halo Xbox Series X and it came with that like limited controller and it's so sick. But the controller, the Y button just doesn't work yeah, all the time. Yeah, like I, I, it doesn't work. Um, let me tell you something. Uh, Rechargeable batteries, by the way, too. Hold on. It looks like uh, they're, they're, they looked at Sony and they're like, you got some good ideas, buddy. We're going to make you we're going to make our nubs a little longer on the bottom. We're going to get some haptic feedback in yeah, it. It does we're look go a little with bit a little like white that, color going on there. What does that mean? What does that tell you about everyone who's likes these little Xbox controllers as the best controller in the world? Huh? Which makes me sad because I do believe that. I think that the Xbox Series X controller is my favorite controller. I, um, I I love the dual sense. I hate haptic feedback, though. I don't think that's necessarily a dual sense thing. Mm-mm. It's the sort of thing where, like, I like it enough, but I don't want it all the time. Like, like and I think, like, the, the button presses are a little bit more satisfying on this thing. Um, and the shape, I, I just prefer. Yeah, you're right, because the shape on this one is a little bit more, like, curved as opposed to... to like that thicker middle section um and that's 100 percent. i believe it's for the rumble in it just to make sure they get that like right kind of like feeling on the bottom oh, of it yeah, would be my assumption sense. for it but to me this might be the perfect controller i'm gonna say it right now it could be if it works the, yeah, yeah this, and like, i trust xbox the, like with their controllers. i look at this and i see like i see what i like in a controller and i see it here um, and I, I think obviously like I can see what they're talking about. I definitely see the stadium, and the dual sense in there and both those controllers have some pros to them. Um, but if this is weighted just a little bit, if this is anything weighted close to the elite. Oh, yeah, I like a heavy controller. I do. Because it, it makes me feel like I'm sinking into the couch. Oh, you know my I mean? God. I can't wait. Um, I will buy this. I, I think uh, I'm a broken human and I probably will buy this. 
But here's the thing, though. Like, like I don't think that that like I probably will buy this as well. Also, it's supposed to be coming alongside the the new Xbox Series X, uh, which should be coming. It's they, it seems like it's early 2024, um, and this controller is going to be re- retailing for uh, seventy dollars. Um, I will buy this because I am really interested in that, like the updates to the Xbox controller. Like in terms of like not only just like the feel of it, but like what you know the the rumble and the the feedback and whatever else like that stuff. I'm Charging, interested in. yeah, yeah, Char- rechargeable batteries. Uh, although it's got to be better than the 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 PlayStation ones. Those ones do not last at all. Uh, for at least for me, I just but, don't want to um, have to ever find a pack of batteries again in my house and be like, where 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 are the double A's? Yeah, I guess that's fair. That is fair, but um. By the way, my dad yeah. used to like uh, get like all these old batteries from like old dig- like re- disposable cameras. So our whole house was just filled with like plastic bags filled with like half dead batteries. Amazing. And it made it was great because we always had batteries, but it was bad because they would last minutes on a controller. Amazing. Uh, also, I had the the timing wrong for this stuff. So um, the new controller launch will be in late May, and then the um, new xbox will be launching in um like november so so there there could be uh that there okay so my statement about the holiday season probably is not hurt as much and then but it will affect sales next summer for sure yeah i bet i bet um but they also i mean this is not totally um uh, relevant exactly but um they they announced or not announced, but in these leaks they they said that um, the Xbox Series S has made up for seventy five percent of all Xbox Series sales, which to me makes a lot of sense. Not only is it more affordable, but um, it has also been in stock. I mean, you know, the the stock issues have certainly died down at this point, but um, Xbox Series S was in stock at all times at like Target and Costco. You know what I mean Dur- during that time. So for people who are just looking for that next gen stuff, like pick that up 300 bucks it's, it's not so bad you know if i have um, like an eight-year-old to like a like a preteen, like why would i not them give them that you know what i mean so like it yep. makes so much sense for so many people to get them in there to get them to be xbox fans and just grow with it like that makes so much sense to me and still to this day i cannot believe that thing is what 300 yeah i know like, and, and that, if that you're always like, finding it for 250 that is or 200 amazing that is such a yeah. good deal yeah, um, they are expecting, though, that the next gen of Xbox consoles will be coming out in 2028. I feel like we heard that at some point during the, the FTC case, but it, it, this sort of leak has uh, made that a little bit more clear, uh, saying that their uh, their plans extend to 2028 with a new uh, console that will have full convergence on its cloud gaming platform and physical hardware to deliver cloud gaming, uh, cloud hybrid games. So... It seems like they're like, you know, going all in on the cloud, which they should be since that is something that they are kind of um, leading the industry in. I think um, it would make sense by 2028 that it will be, you know, eight years of, of a console generation that will be um, that's pretty typical for, for this sort of thing. But uh, Justin, where do you uh, what do eight, you think about that? Anything eight years ago? Uh, it was 2015. Would you have Jeez, thought yeah. that a like digital future would be in our future what was i doing in 2015 i was a junior in high school okay or a, or a sophomore okay wow. um wow perspective <laughs> yeah sorry about that uh, i uh 
Was I thinking about a digital future? When I was a little kid, my uh, my uh, home economics teacher, Miss F- uh, not Fulmer, what was her name? Brettel. Miss Brettel told us that paper was probably going to be gone by the time we were adults. Well, her and name was bummed. Brettel. What's it? Like bread. Your home ex teacher was named Brettel. I always thought it was closer to like brittle, like peanut brittle. But I mean, it's still you know, a food. Still yeah, a food. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very, um, it was very like character name. Um, but she uh, she said that, and it really bummed me out. And I remember being very stressed about it because I was she's like, well, not, "Where am I going to write down all my things?" But she's not wrong. But now, where are we? What am I doing? I mean, what do I do every single uh, day? At our school, Cooking like back. at our school, we barely have any printers. Um, people yep. don't print out papers anymore. Most of it's all yep. digital. In fact, they discourage us from printing things. They they, they started hiding the paper um from at the school because they say humidity is an issue they know they don't want people to be using it they're just not putting it out there for us which is rough because like i'm such a paper person like yeah. i want to have the thing in front of me so i can look at it and, like mark it up and whatever but um just get four screens yeah, so, in front so of you anywhere you go 2028 is when we can expect the next xbox and that it's going to be maybe like a cloud sort of thing um where well, there's so much to this um the documents also discussed some um unannounced things from um Zenima- the Zenimax acquisition so we have an Oblivion remaster um which was originally set to release in 2022 there have been rumors about this going around for uh, a few months now um but so yeah so an Oblivion remaster is in the future um a game called Doom Gear Zero and DLC which was supposed to be coming in um 2023 uh, at the beginning of the year and for its DLC to be uh, launching in 2024. That hasn't come out yet. A Fallout 3 remaster, which is set to be coming in 2024. A sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo, which is coming in 2024 as well. Uh, that makes sense. That game actually like hit a sales milestone recently, I think. Um, Dishonored 3, also uh, coming in 2024. Um, and then there were some things without their like specific names um, that had releases. So... Uh, or just like mentioned, so that Indiana Jones game, which um, it just it came up. It was, you know, obviously they're still working on that. Um, it seems like that is going to be coming at some point soon. A game called Project Crestal. I've never heard of this game. Uh, it's meant to be coming in 2023. It seems like it's getting pushed. A game called Project Platinum. Never heard of it. And then some a vaguely named licensed IP game. So unclear what the hell that's all about. But um, those are some updates on some things that are coming. Does any of that? tickle you in the right way no uh, um no, it's, it's all just stuff where i'm like yeah all right uh, you know i'd play a lot of these projects game pass game pass game pass game pass that's all yeah. i'm thinking about like worst case scenario try a remastered oblivion sure i might do that maybe yeah i'd, I'd give it a shot and by some of these screenshots of the original oblivion have you typed in oblivion just into the internet that game does not look it's pretty not easy on the eyes it is no, ugly not. <laughs> but not at the time at the time it was like gorgeous Dude, i remember playing it and Woo. being like i can't believe that this is yeah <laughs> or, or that first second when you step out of the sewers or like the, the jail and you like go into the world and you're like i can go anywhere and it's just all foggy because the, the xbox 360 couldn't render it all yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like this is what possibility feels like oh um yeah so there you go uh let's see here's another article here yeah i talked about how um ftc says that microsoft leaked its own documents which um we yeah we we touched on that pretty briefly there um uh phil spencer said that acquiring nintendo would be a career moment in email um, let me just read you a little bit of this uh, article from The Verge. This is titled, Microsoft's Phil Spencer says, Acquiring Nintendo would be a career moment by uh, Jay Peters. Again, that's not from The Verge. Um, it says this. 
The emails were revealed as a part of the of a uh, tranche of leaked documents from the FTC v. Microsoft lawsuit. One executive, uh, Takeshi Nemuto, asked Spencer and Chris uh, Capasella in an email titled Random Thought about why Microsoft isn't finding acquisition targets like Nintendo a more attractive way to, quote, increase our consumer exposure and relevance. At the time, Microsoft was in discussions to acquire TikTok, and Nemoto didn't feel like it would be the best match. This is a quotation. I've had numerous conversations with LT, uh, with the LT of Nintendo about tighter collaboration and feel like if any U.S. company would have a chance with Nintendo, we are probably in the best position, Spencer wrote, where LT is presumably shorthand for leadership team. He added that Microsoft's board of directors, quote, has seen the full write-up on Nintendo and Valve, uh, and they are fully supportive on either if uh, opportunity arises, as I am. Spencer also shared that the company was in, quote, fairly active M&A discussions, end quote, around ZeniMax Media, which resulted in the deal that was announced a month later, and Warner Brothers Interaction Interactive, which did not go through. So a lot of people were talking about, like, should Microsoft acquire Nintendo and whatever? And and I, I don't, to me, this email does not seem like anyone is seriously discussing that. It's just the sort of thing that, like, we've thought about it. We're a company. We've thought about it. Like, we're not actively pursuing this, but, like, it could happen if like anything could happen. You know what I mean? What do you think of this? Yeah. If any fucking company would acquire Nintendo, that is like a career move to make. Like, of course it is. Yes. Like, I, I think that makes so much sense. Um, but I'm sure those are things that were talked about. Like, I'm not going to be silly to, to, to assume they spent 60, that's the thing. Nine if you have $70 billion, billion dollars, then yes, you were not just going to like, like if you have that much money to spend, you are not just going to go for the one company. You're going to look at your options, right? Right. Um, and like Activision Blizzard is literally one of the largest <laughs> like companies out there. And they, yes. they did it. Now, I'm looking right now, and I don't know if this is true or not. This is just I'm just regular uh, Yahoo. Um, Nintendo is currently sitting at more than $95 billion in net worth. Um, and while that's a huge fucking number... So is seventy billion dollars, and I'm okay. I'm not trying to say that the difference between ninety-five billion and seventy billion is inconsequential because it's not. That's twenty-five billion dollars. That is so much money. But I think that could there be a the right deal made? I think you could if you're Microsoft execs. I think you could see the, the how spending that much money to acquire motherfucking Nintendo would payoff i mean it's like when uh when i don't want that personally but when uh disney acquired acquired marvel right sure like it's that same kind of thing you are getting all of that stuff was it disney acquired marvel or right yeah yeah like mm -hmm. and like that's like huge even getting star wars huge thing for them to get like those are like those are company defining purchases um, and I don't know if they would necessarily get the immediate return on Nintendo that they got on Star Wars, but like, I'm sure it wouldn't be a bad thing to have in your portfolio. You don't think they'd get the immediate return on uh, like how switches are just like still selling incredibly well. You look at Zelda is going to be one of the best selling games of the year without even trying. I mean, not without even trying, but like, you know what I mean? Like uh, they, I mean, they get money, but like the, the thing about, uh, Disney getting Star Wars is like they release a movie and they make their money back immediately. Like, I don't, yeah, okay, I don't I think, I don't yeah, think yeah. a Mario game, one Mario game out there is going to bring back the $95 billion, uh, uh purchase here. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, of course you, you would be, 
to not even think about that or talk about that with leaders, I think you would be like missing out. If they have, this is our budget right here. We need to buy something, make huge acquisitions. What's a company that makes sense? Activision yeah. Blizzard, Nintendo. And then one guy in the back is like, what about Sony? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my Can God. Oh my God. Oh, I w- people would still hate people Xbox. People on the internet would explode. Yeah, pe- people would still <laughs> hate Microsoft. It'd still be like, yeah. oh, well, when, so- when Sony ran this, they-, they knew what they were doing. Um, they also, they shared um, some memos about, uh, in the leak, they shared some memos about what, um, what the Xbox reaction, like internal reaction was to the... Um, playstation 5 launch and i mean i think they had a like i'm looking for um this article here uh i didn't have it up um basically their, their reactions were, were pretty much what you'd expect where they basically said we have we believe in our product and we believe that we are going to have a place in the gaming space and and that we have a superior product in terms of processing power and we have the games and all that and we have an ecosystem we're proud of and all that sort of stuff. So they've um, always had that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the sort of thing. It's the sort of thing you've people always. made. People made a big deal out of out of like the internal like memos that would go out in a in a video game <laughs> like hardware company when the the competition like released well received and and well reviewed and and highly sought after like hardware like yeah they're gonna have an internal statement saying like guys be proud of the work you do like don't let their success bother you about our success like wild uh last thing here is um phil spencer did address um microsoft and and xbox really um about the leaks in an internal memo and uh the verge got the full memo so let me read it to you here team Today, several documents submitted in the court pro- uh, proceedings related to our proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard were unintentionally disclosed. I know this is disappointing, even if many of the documents are well over a year old and our plans have evolved. I also know we all take the confidential confidentiality of our plans and our partners information very seriously this leak obviously is not us living up to that expectation we will learn from what happened and be better going forward we all put incredible amounts of passion and energy into our work and this is never how we want that hard work to be shared with the community that said there's so much more to be excited about and when we're ready we'll share the real plans with our players in closing i appreciate all the work that you pour into xbox a team xbox to surprise and delight our players in the days and weeks ahead let's stay focused on what we can control continuing the amazing success of starfield the upcoming launch of the incredible and accessible more uh, forza excuse me forza motorsport and continuing to build games services and devices that millions of players will enjoy phil um and then he, 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 he wrote this to his employees or right directly to the verge <laughs> To his employees, and the Verge got a hold of it. Because it sounds like he wrote it to the Verge. He's like, this is our fault. This is our winner lineup, everyone. We got Forza. We got this. We got this. Like, yeah, they know. Uh, he, he also had a, a pretty apt um, uh, tweet here as well um, from just his Twitter account. Uh, we've seen the conversation around old emails and documents. It is hard to see our team's work shared in this way because so much has changed and there will be so much, uh, so much to be excited about right now. And in the future, we will share the real plans when we're ready. That's the thing. I think that there is a number of, you know, there's, I imagine a fair amount of this stuff is accurate and is, we are going to see sort of in the future, but like these plans are going to change. Like things are going to be different. This is not all 100% the future of xbox you know what i mean yeah is that oh. controller gonna ha- come out yeah probably looks, is that looks xbox pretty, gonna come out 
probably. Yeah. But I think some of the finer details that people get ha- like hung up on, like it's just it's going to change. Plans are going to be different. That's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's just this is unfortunate that it happened. Um, I <laughs> that first memo to staff did kind of seem seem like he was saying like, yeah, we you fucked up. You did. We know we're better than this, right? You know you're better than this, but we'll be fine, everyone. But that's that's always his thing, and I we've talked about this. Like I like Phil Spe- like never met the man, but damn, does he seem like he'd be cool to hang out with? Oh. And I know that that's that's his like he is was chosen for that role because he's a good PR guy and that's his job to convince us that he's cool and nice. But like I always find that he is very well spoken in in those sorts of responses. And even when you know the Xbox team does not live up to these standards with a leak like this or you know with the launch of Redfall or something like that, I think that he tends to be um, uh, uh, a pretty down to earth and, and and solid kind of guy to look to in, in leadership. And, and he'd be the kind of guy who I would want to hear from if I were on that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that um, that article of, of, of about him um, buying Nintendo when he's like sitting in front of that thing, do you think that's his house there? Oh, this this image, yeah, of him. Um, like, because speaking of people, like I want to hang with. If that's his house, like, man, that looks cool. Or is it like a hotel lobby? Some reverse image searching this. I don't, I don't know. And also, like, zoom in. Can you zoom in on his shirt for a second? Let me, let me uh, uh, enhance. Yeah, enhance. <laughs> enhance. Enhance. Um. Um, is that like a is that like a, a a peace sign on his shirt? It is a little pe- little embroidered peace is that, sign. Is, is that is cool that a, is that a brand I'm not aware of? Because not only know, not only like is he in a cool place, he has a shirt that has peace on it, and dude is is getting jacked. You see he's that good my man? man he's, he's, he's got, got the, a little bit of that, bi- that bicep little, little vein going on there. He's got yeah. look at those. What what are you doing, buddy? Whoa, whoa. What a cool seeming guy. I don't know. Again, know. like like I know he's PR and I get that that, but like I they they chose a good PR guy. Let me just say that. And they chose they, they took a good photo of him, The Verge. Yeah. Shout out The Verge photographer. I, I'd let I'd let this guy. I'd let this guy buy my company. Do you want to buy my school? I'm sure we're not worth that much money. <laughs> I'm sure, but I'm sure Mike, but I'm sure Microsoft could see the value in it, right? Just imagine we get rid of all of our Google products and we go solely Microsoft. Everything we do at that school, all Surface, Microsoft yeah. Edges, or whatever they're called. Yeah, every every break room oh, could have a, the... have a Series X in it. Um, think about it. Think about it. Just like doing Halo matches instead of basketball games. Although I feel like Phil Spencer's the kind of guy you could, you could play some b-ball with. Probably, but I am saying that um, our uh, eSports league is kind of growing in the state, the around the state, where it's going to be probably IHSA sanctioned soon. So just wait. Oh, really? That's just wait. Cool. Just wait. Just wait. And when just I was in wait. college, me and my roommate, uh, my sophomore year, uh, we're like, should we join the Overwatch team at North Central? And then we both thought about it for one second, and we're like, no, we want to enjoy video games. And then now I do it for a job, and um, I'll take my answer off air. Uh, Justin, <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> what? Uh, did you know that if you buy a, a PlayStation right now, you get a free game? Like any game? Can I get Starfield on it? Uh, not quite, but you can get some pretty good shit. So basically, um, there is just a new promotion running right now from right now until October 20th. So you've got a little less than a month here um, where you buy a, a PS5 console, you turn it on, activate it. Um, and I, do you have to have, um, PS plus it does not seem that way. 
um, you just, you just have to connect it to the internet, uh, click on the banner ad at the top of the store, and then you get to select a game. Let me re- read you the games that are being offered for free for anyone who buys a PlayStation right now. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, My- Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, God of War Ragnarok, Rise and Forbidden West, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Demon's Souls, The Last of Us Part 1, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Returnal, Uncharted, Legacy of Thieves Collection, Death Stranding, Director's Cut. Um, I think that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good deal. If you're getting a PS5, might as well get started with something good. Yeah, but what would you pick? Um, I'd probably, I mean, uh, this, I have everything except for Last of Us Part One, but I don't know if I'd do that. Um, but so, I guess let's just say like, if you are Death Stranding uh, Director's Cut is what I would pick right now. Really? Interesting. Yeah. But if I was a new boy, um, I would probably pick, uh, oh, that's rough. Um, God of War, probably Ragnarok. <laughs> I would say probably God of War or part of me says like Returnal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I played um, none of these, the one I would yeah. go for would be God of War. And that's actually very fair. Then Horizon, um, then Ghost of Tsushima, then uh, Ratchet Clank, Rift Apart, then Last of Us, then Returnal. No, no, Death Stranding, then Returnal, then um, Uncharted, then maybe Spider-Man. Can, I wouldn't get this is Spider- bad of me. Spider-Man will be at the very bottom of my, of my list because it's always on sale. Well, I was going to say sale. it's last on my list because the second one's coming out. Oh, that's actually so true. So, yeah, like, in right. my brain, I'd be like, I don't need that. Um, I do see something odd about this list, though. I don't see Elder Scrolls Six on here. Oh, was that also in the, these fucking leaks? Yeah, why isn't... <laughs> did, I, did I miss that? Is Elder Scrolls Six not on this list? Can I get that? Are people I, surprised that I, Elder Scrolls Six is not going to be on the PlayStation? I can't download the... Wait, what? They said that. Whom? They said that like when the acquisition happened, right? But I, what? Am I wrong? Am no, you're, I, am you're I not wrong. Here? You're not wrong. I'm just. I'm it's just, just. I'm just being I, I know, a stupid but like, everyone, fan. <laughs> everyone was like, everyone was like shocked. I was like, no, they said this, guys. They said this two years ago. He was. They were the only person who remembers this. They were coy about it. Like they didn't say like I don't think definitively. I guess they didn't. I guess they just assumed that when when Phil Spencer looked in my, into my eyes in the camera and he said, "Peter," and I was like, "What?" And then he, and he said, "They said like, yeah, we bought we bought Active, uh, 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 Zenimax to secure Xbox exclusive titles." I assumed that he meant that the games they were going to be putting out would be exclusive from those studios. Maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive, but that's to me the way I interpreted that. They're going to do whatever's going to make them the most money. And I'm not paid to make to crunch those numbers. So if keeping it on Xbox is going to make them the most money, which I think it could, um, yeah, uh, I, I think whatever. Like you know what I mean? Like it? Like it, I am fortunate and blessed enough as of right now to have both systems. I know other people don't, um, but uh, if you're upset about it, buy an Xbox. They're like two hundred dollars. I know, right? <laughs> Giving yeah, them away. And, yeah. Yeah, go to Costco. They got they got those for cheap. Though. Oh man, and they can get one of those apple pies. I would go for the um, one of their rotisserie chickens, the mm. ones that are like shredded. Mm. I would get a Costco sheet cake. Uh, their apple pies are pretty good, but the Costco sheet cakes, in my opinion, are just truly unmatched. Um, but I could eat a whole pie. I couldn't eat a whole cake. 
Oh, not these cakes are light, light and airy. Oh, I, I've 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 gotten them before, but like oh, you had the sheet cake. Yeah, okay, I've okay. had their sheet cake, but like the pie would be like a binge thing. The cake, I get a cake yeah. to share. I get like maybe one or two pieces. I'm, mm, That's good. the thing. You're coming over tonight, Justin. I'm bringing the the Costco sheet cake. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a stop and I'm for gonna, two you know, people. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you text me, if you text me, and if I'm feeling generous, yeah, I'll pick you up one of them hot dogs Ooh. or one of their chicken bakes. Ooh. <laughs> Did yeah, I'm not breaking the bank on the hot dogs. It's $3 for two of them. I know. Did you hear that that they wanted, they had the guy, I forget if we talked about this, the the owner of Costco uh, was like <laughs> sitting like, there. You change the price, yeah. I'll fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. What Man, a legend. Man, I wish. I wish I had that power. I hope he's um, not a nightmare. Because <laughs> that was going to say, like, what a king. And it's like, I, I mean, eh, probably not uh, the greatest boss. Not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, if he's saying I will fucking kill you <laughs> in a meeting. Yeah, I don't know. But um, speaking of bosses, though, uh, Glenn Schofield, Sch- uh, Sch- 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 Schofield, um, he is a Dead Space co-creator and he was the, I believe, uh, studio lead or CEO. Yeah, he was the CEO and founder of Striking Distance Studio, the game responsible for um, the Callisto Protocol. Uh, he said that he is stepping down as CEO and leaving the company. Uh, he said that he has decided to pursue other opportunities. Um, and so uh, Stacy Hirata uh, and Johnny Hisu, which are also uh, higher up execs, are also leaving striking distance. Um but uh, Crafton, the the company that owns Shrekking Distance, uh, has confirmed though that they have not been fired, that this has been a an amicable parting of ways. Um and uh, so in a press release, Glenn Schofield write this, wrote this. Creating Striking Distance Studios has been an incredible journey, and I'm so proud of what we've achieved with the Callisto Protocol, a game close to my heart. While pursuing a new adventure is exciting, leaving SDS is bittersweet, but I know that the studio is in excellent hands. Steve and I go way back to working at Visceral Games. I saw how successful he was in taking the reins after my departure then, and how he continued the studio's success and growth. That's how I know he's going to lead the studio into its next chapter. Um, so yeah, so Steve um, Papoutsis Papoutsis is um, going to be the new CEO of Striking Distance Studios. Um, unclear what this means for what is next for them. I, I think like Callisto Protocol was not very good in my opinion, but it was like like frustratingly interesting where there were like some ideas on display that I was like, yeah, I, I see what you're doing here. To the, to the point where like I would be interested to see what they have sort of next in the pipeline. Do you know what I mean? You're uh, you're not going to see something like, no, I mean, that was how big was the budget? That was like, wasn't it like a huge, huge budget game? I don't, I don't yeah, have the. And they had they had Sony co-developing on it. Do you remember right. this? Yeah. Yeah. So like you have all of those cards in your court. You get a game that disappoints. You have your creative like your basically your CEO leave for what, for whatever reason. I'm not sure he's not fired, but it's probably one of those situations where. The company started having making some cuts. You can't do what you want to do anymore. It's probably like, maybe this isn't the right place for me to be at. I'm going to leave. Yeah. They also had a huge round of layoffs recently, if I remember us talking about that. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, so this company is not trending in the right direction. You don't start you know, ramping up for your next big project or your big sequel by losing some of your leadership team and losing a bunch of your employees. So I'm really worried about the studio. I'm uh, always sad to see a new studio that has AAA potential just kind of flounder and not necessarily, I don't want to say live up to expectations, but like not be able to sustain AAA budgets and AAA uh, needs in, in games. So... Um, it's like one of those things. I think most games need 
when you're dealing with a new group and a new company, they need to work through bugs and work through some of like the growing pains of a company before they can really fly. That's why I think a lot of times the sequels are often better than the originals. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're spending more time with it, but this doesn't trend towards making a sequel for that game. Yeah. And I didn't they cancel the DLC or something like, or did they just announce? Let me look, let me look, let me look, let me look. Um, Callisto DLC. Callisto. Um, oh no, it, it did come out. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did come out. And you played it. You said it was year? the best thing ever. July second. I did not. Yeah, it was, like, not it was your favorite this. game of the year. You said. You said there's nothing. Nothing would be better than this. Uh, apparently, it had a controversial ending. Yeah. Um, it like it literally just turns into dead holy space. Holy shit! Can I reveal this to you? Sure. <laughs> this is the the DLC for the Callisto Protocol. Okay. Uh, this is an article titled um, "The Callisto Protocol's Final Transmission DLC Ending Controversy," explained by Cameron Lucas on GameRant.com. Shout out GameRant! I worked for you for a while. Um, you guys stressed me out very much. Uh, so in the second, the final, H2, <laughs> the final, eh, it's fine. I fucking work for Valnet now. It's fine. Um, the final, uh, uh, the, the H2 here says why the final transmissions ending is controversial. An unexpected conclusion to say the least. The un- the ending of the final transmission has left fans of Callisto unhappy with the revelation that the entire expansion was basically nothing more than a dream. Basically. It was all a dream is arguably one of the most disliked tropes in storytelling, so the general disappointment is not surprising. Combined with the fact that the protagonist truly did perish after the base game's cliffhanger ending, some fans have even theorized that there was originally much more hopeful plans for the game that ended up being scrapped to move on. Let down for fans of the survival horror uh, genre, it was meant to be, it was meant to honor. Um, Yeah, so it seems like they were just like, fuck it, he's dead. It's, It's all a dream. Goodbye. Well, you know, we've all we all had those moments, and then you wake up and your dog is just licking your face. Sounds like you've had those moments. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, is it, speaking is, of sequels, though, what's that? Oh no, you go ahead. I was going to move on. Are you? Am I, no, you're am I cool to do that. You are um, good. Cameron Monaghan says that Star Wars Jedi Three is currently in the works. Um, that makes sense to me. That game sold well. That game. Um, did particular did uh, critically pretty well. Um, he said at like a convention panel here that um, they are in fact working on the third game, but that it's not like he he didn't like really reveal a whole lot of information or, or details or whatever. But um, just that it is in the works. Additionally, Shannon Woodward, who played uh, Dina in The Last of Us uh, Two. Um, says that she's in the studio for a, quote, top-secret video game and used three of the same emoji. So a lot of people are like, she's filming for Last of Us Part 3. Or they're going to make a Westworld video game, which I'm really stoked about. Yeah, she she could do literally anything. <laughs> she was very good in The Last of Us. Um, have you I seen- mean, we've known that... What's that? Have you seen Westworld, by the way? I have not. I know she's in it, though. The first season's pretty cool. It's like it's like if you could play a video game, like you could experience a video game, yeah. like in real John life. John Marsden's in it. Not John yeah. Marsden. Um, guy from Sonic the Hedgehog. What's his name? Nickelback. Yeah, Cyclops. Dak Shepard. Nope. Nope. Um, what do John I even McCar- do here? John McCarthy. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. John... 
Stamos. No, please, enough. Is it of this. John Marston? John Marston is the main character from Red Dead Redemption. James Marston. James Marsden is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> Dude, I, you, I got so excited there. Uh, see, I thought John Marsden was James Marsden, so like... No, he, John Marsden is from Red Dead. He's the main character from Red Dead. Well. James Marsden is well. um, Cyclops. Um, which, by the way, I watched X-Men Apocalypse recently, and wow, what a piece of shit. <laughs> so was X3. There I said it. Um... Yeah, no, it's not good. I yeah. think I think X three's most yeah, of the X Men movies aren't great. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that one out there. X Men one's good. X Men two is really good. Days of Future Past is really good. First Class is pretty good. Um, uh, and then yeah, the the one with Old Man River, Old Man Logan, Logan. Oh, Logan is like top ten. Yes, yeah, pretty good. And it's kind of dumb. Don't really time. like the ending. A little ambiguous. Like what's going on. That would that they just like put the cross up and make it the X. Oh yeah, like he dies, but like whatever. Spoilers, but like you know, what yeah, I mean? he's like, fine. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be. I mean, he's gonna be back in fucking Deadpool, whatever. Um, what do you think about these these two games? Sort of uh, it being in the works. To me, I'm just like, yeah, I have assumed that these would be no, happening. No shit, Sherlock. I am more excited yeah. to see when Cameron Moynihan is gonna show up in a live action TV show. Um, yeah, it seems like it's going to happen eventually, right? Yeah, I don't know exactly where that would fall because this happens obviously before um, episode um, uh, episode four, right? So I would assume if an Andor uh, would be the one timeline where he would show up if they have like a sequel to Andor. That's fair. You could just throw a beard on him and make him older and be put him in Mando. But I think it would be a little weird if you have, what is he, like 30, mid-30s, if that Oh, that's right. I forget how how far. Like it would it would be really weird to make him suddenly like forty, fifty years old. Um, yeah, or whatever. That's fair. Uh, but let me tell you, you don't want to watch uh, Rebels. But there's a moment in Ahsoka that you have to probably watch the Clone Wars to really appreciate. But Gosh, I can't, I can't, but, I can't watch a but, show to watch a show. I won't. But you have one character show up, and then you have like a young version of another character show up. And then he just says, Hey snips. And you're like, Oh, I know. I know who snips is. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I've seen some spoilers on the timeline. I know, it's, be, like, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good moment. If you care yeah. about that stuff, if you like good star Wars. If you want to become a star Wars fan, um, you know, Ahsoka Tan is pretty I, badass. Best, this is a tr- best star Wars lightsaber fight. Ahsoka okay. versus Darth Maul. Oh, in the animated one? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. good. So good. Yeah, it's real good. Um, I um this is not a joke. I wrote fifteen hundred words today about um Star Wars Jedi Survivor and how I think it mishandles the use of the dark side. Um there'll be a video that I'm gonna be making about that. Should be out later this week on DualShockers.com. I'm interested to hear that, and I'm interested to see how Jedi three takes that to the next level. I hope it does. I hope it. I hope they watch my video and they go, "We got you, Peter. We'll do. We'll do. We got I, it. We, we I, know what you mean." I think your critiques are valid, but I think that they they put the breadcrumbs in there, and I think the next game is going to be that. Is my opinion. And I'm happy to do that because also like it's not like I hated uh, uh, Jedi Survivor. Like I did like it, um, like enough. You know what I mean? Um, but there, there was just like a lot of stuff where I was like, oh, I wish this was. Di- I wish this was more. I wish you went further. 
You know, um, maybe if hope, you watch, they do. maybe if you watch like Rebels or you know Clone yeah, Wars sure. or Bad right, Batch or any of those, maybe you'd have a little bit more appreciation for good Star Wars content. Maybe I, 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 I don't know. I don't. Can know. I tell you a secret? You don't like Star I Wars. I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch Andor. It's just fine. Like I mean, I heard it's really good. I heard it's like really good. It's good. It's good. Like I wouldn't say it's my top tier Star Wars personally, but I like a good lightsaber. Like you put a lightsaber on anything, I am in yeah, it. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but it's, it's um, pretty good. It's, and you don't have to have like hours and hours and days and days of context in order to understand it. That's the thing though. Like, like I'm not going to watch rebels. I'm not going to watch clone wars. I just simply, I do not have the time. Like I'm not you can watch rebels. And then when you watch bad batch, you'll be like, Oh my God, that's a reference I'm to not rebels. Watch bad batch. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, like, but I, to me, that's like the, the issue that I'm running into with, with star Wars specifically, but also a little bit with Marvel. Cause I've just given up on those TV shows. I just I won't watch them anymore because I um, I like good storytelling and I have better things to do with my time. I caught the final, what, 15 minutes of Secret Invasion with my roommate. And it what have you seen that show? It's OK. Oh, man, that it was like I was like embarrassed <laughs> to be like watching to, it to me. Marvel and I has were be- like both cringing. So Marvel bad. has become OK. Mar to me, I think I think they're hey, you wanna you, are you a freelance writer? You wanna get a hundred dollars from a pitch here? Marvel movies have become what critics of Marvel movies have said they were. I think I think five years ago, Marvel movies were fun popcorn flicks that were carried by well written characters and well acted performances. And now that a lot of those actors are gone. And fucking, they're just letting anyone write these things now, I guess. I think they have lost the the thing that makes them truly unique and special. I also think it just has become so big. Yeah, and, and, and because also, like, the emphasis not is now not on telling good stories, but it's on making more stories. So, like, there was that story about, like, uh, the people who wrote Doctor Strange 2 didn't get to watch... Uh, uh, WandaVision when they wrote it so that's why Wanda is just a different character because they were just kind of going with what they thought it might end up like and like come on yeah you know you can't do that you can't do that no it just it makes for it makes for really sloppy narratives and uh, uh, characters that don't mean anything um, but that's my opinion you know what else is my opinion Justin it's actually not an opinion it's a fact this episode of Hitbox episode 161 has come to a close. Whoa! If you're interested. Controversial. In I know. I know. Wow. But here's the thing. If you're sitting there, if you just threw your headphones off and you're crying, you can go to patreon.com, become a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jane Nolan, like Dave Parker, and get an extra 30 minutes of us chit-chatting in your ears this week. And and you get all the other 30-minute bonus episodes. Um, two weeks ago, Justin put his whole switch in his mouth. That was kind of interesting. If it, and think about how the fact that you're missing all that content if you're not giving us three hours a month. And those sounds. You you're to. missing those sounds, too. The audio, Imagine yes, that. the audio experience of just, like, him putting that in there, um, you're, you are missing out yeah. on. Uh, and, you know, you don't even have to subscribe forever. Just three months, you know, three months or so will get you enough time to listen to all of it um, but if not that's all good you can still support us by uh joining us in our discord server the link to that again is in the description of this episode you can also follow us on twitter at hitboxpod um and uh rank this episode in your podcast player of choice those things will all do us very well if you feel so inclined justin 
Am I missing anything at the end of this episode here? You're not forgetting anything other than the fact that I like how we spent most of the time talking about Star Wars Jedi Survivors 3 instead of The Last of Us 3. <laughs> oh, because it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, we Get know that. We, we talked yeah, about we that. Got it. It's fine. It's, um, it's known. It's a known quantity of good, talented people. Yes, I'll play it, and I bet I'll really, really like it. I wonder, I'll say this, and maybe this is a conversation for another time, like... What could The Last of Us Part 3 do to be better than The Last of Us Part 2? Do you think they'll use like a lacrosse bat instead of a mm-hmm. golf nope, club? Nope, nope, nope. Cricket. Cricket, cricket. bat. That's very... Ooh. Do you remember like every zombie video game had you using a cricket bat? Yeah. And I was like, I've never seen one of these in my fucking life. Can <laughs> I've I never just, encountered one of these in the wild. What's can that? I just say one of the most satisfying sounds is getting hearing a, a cricket ball being hit with a cricket bat is just like this like nice out... It's like a nice little like yeah. solid hit. So it's better really than a like, baseball being hit. It's just like a nice little. Unrelated to what you said, though, I really <laughs> do like the sound of a golf ball being hit. But like, you know what I mean? Sound yeah. of sound um, with like a driver. I like that I would one day I would love to hit a golf ball with that kind of power and accuracy. I went to Top Golf this past weekend. Have you ever been? Oh, I there was a gif of me just swinging my heart out and just missing the ball by a good foot. You know, excellent. <laughs> yeah, we, we all kind of did that. Uh, none of us were golfers, but we had a good time. Um, highly recommend. That's my Top Golf recommendation of the week. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>